Hey folks, I want to issue a content warning really quickly. Nothing terrible, just a couple more F-bombs and curses than we would normally have on the show. Not going to be the current state of affairs, but I just wanted to issue that for anybody who would be surprised by that suddenly happening. Also, first four minutes, our audio sounds a little more like hallway audio, but we managed to fix that up pretty quickly. So, other than that, enjoy the show. Folks, welcome to another one of our B-sides. I didn't expect to be doing it this uh, quickly after our last Dragon go. Uh, generally, we don't try; we just do these every so often. But uh, a friend of mine, God of Thunder, uh, Nan of Mystery, brother from another mother, Bobby, has written copious theses on this this <laughs> film that recently it's come, come out. And I and I just was like, "Hey, you want to get on a podcast about it?" He's like, "Yes." So. <laughs> Here he is, the man of the mystery, the god of thunder himself. Bobby, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing okay, man. It's been more than a week since I saw the movie, and so uh, the the initial speechlessness, in, and not in a good way, uh, has has kind of worn off. And so I, you know, I've been able to move on with life. Um, you know, I look back and I'm like, God damn, how do you mess something up that badly? It's, it's kind of like messing up boiling water or, or something. Like, you know, it's kind of like taking instant oatmeal. Right. where you have two ingredients, water that you either boil or heat up in a microwave with the oatmeal already in it, and oatmeal. And that's it. It's kind of like saying, well, you know, let's add some chili powder and uh, a couple of uh, bananas and rotten eggs and maybe a half a bottle of Malord in there as well uh, in order to like spice things up and be creative and uh, individualistic as well. Well, you know, um, what are we exactly are we talking about, sir? Um, are we talking about... Uh, I don't know any one of recent films that's just been dumped onto any sort of streaming service. Oh, not at all. No, uh, couldn't possibly be. Yeah, we are we are talking about the most recent Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, for anybody who wants to refer to it as a as a movie, I'll, I'll use that because uh, there's a lot. There's not really another term. Uh, nothing friendly, anyway. Well, um, I'm, I'm uh, interested to know because you seem to be like singularly offended by this. And I didn't, and I've known you for almost 20 years. I, I, I'm just like, when has Bobby ever mentioned this like, <laughs> absolute love and affinity for this? I, 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 I was just like, well, I, um, when was this a thing? I've uh, a couple of things. One is it's, I mean, I, I'm aware that it's just a movie. And I mean, a bad movie is a bad movie and life goes on. It's not like it's going to, you know, keep me from surviving or, or breathing or anything like that it's, it, it, at the end of the day it's just a movie and it's it's not my screw up you know right but uh but at the same time i know that there are many people i i happen to be one who had been waiting for this movie or a version of this movie probably for more than 20 years i would fathom since mortal Kombat annihilation that that freaking abomination from 1997 i'm someone who liked the original movie the 95 movie and I just recently watched the it in full because I always like caught it on cable or like caught it on uh, TV like halfway. So it's like I always kind of knew what happened in it, but I didn't and like didn't watch it until like probably a day or two later from watching this recent one. And I was like, "What? Yeah, how, like wow, that one? How did it take you like twenty five years to like not do it better? Yeah, you oh, had that, and that's the thing. 
Like this, this new one had everything going for it and they completely dropped the ball. I mean, not only did they drop the ball, they like decided to spike the ball into a mud puddle and then like piss shit and throw up in it all at the same time. That That's what I think what we were talking about was like from a production value perspective, it's not annihilation. It's not going degrading in quality. The quality, the filmography, the CGI, mostly the cast, everything's there that should be there yeah they had they had the right ingredients and totally screwed up uh and this i mean just jumping back uh because there are going to be people who are gonna who who would retort and say well you're not a real fan you know uh, there are people who i I don't really know where this mentality comes from i mean let me restate that i do it's just disappointing right We're back. Yeah, we're back and better than ever. You were talking about like people were complaining about you not being a real fan of this if you're complaining about it. But you seem to have some yeah. sort of take back at that. Yeah, there were uh there are a fair number of people who uh have been kind of firing back at people critiquing the movie and uh saying, Well, you're not you're not a real fan of the games or anything, you know. I, all I wanted was some fatalities and some violence to look at and uh Every now and then they throw in that they wanted some good fights. Uh, this isn't everybody, by the way. I'm very well aware this isn't everybody. But a fair number of people kind of had that as their retort for anybody who had any kind of a constructive critique about this movie. And uh, as, as I said a minute ago, and I'll get into this in better detail in a few minutes, but spoiler alert, the, the fights themselves, almost all of them were not very good. And even the fatalities, there were like two outlying ones, one or two outlying ones that actually looked pretty good. And the others either looked really cheap or just didn't exist in the movie. So there really weren't that many, quote unquote, fatalities. Um, and the ones that we got were not well earned, so to say. There wasn't a really good fight leading up to those uh, those moves. All right. I'll get into that in better detail in a second, but I don't want to get too sidetracked. Right. Main thing is uh, there are people who kind of either don't realize or maybe don't want to realize that um, even though the first couple of games were very basic, you know, more and more games developed over time. And there was a lot of lore and story added to those games and a lot of uh, character given to the characters. So they weren't just kind of slots to fill in. It wasn't like, oh, this person looks cool. Let me use them. After a while, they actually developed personalities for those characters and backstories. And I find it kind of insulting that uh, that people will kind of one-dimensionally think, oh, it's just a, a mindless fighting movie. And don't get me wrong. I love, there are quite a number a number of mindless, turn-your-brain-off style, good, bad movies that I'm a big fan of. And they sometimes will be action movies. More times than not, they'll be low-budget horror movies, many of which I got in my collection. But those are the movies where, like, you know what you're going in for. And it's not, you know, it's not necessarily supposed to have a well-written story. This was something coming from a series of games developed over decades where there was now all of a sudden a good amount of lore to pull from. Yeah, you had like and, what, 20 years between the first one, which was what, drawing on one or two games? Yeah, the first movie came Versus, out when only parts one and two of the games were out. And so they didn't have as much to work with. In fact, a lot of the story that was added to the first movie helped shape the other games afterwards. Plus, 
Well, that that actually that song existed a long time before the movie came out. It was it was at least a year or, or two old before the uh, movie came out. Uh, there was a separate track, a uh, separate CD that came out from a techno group called the Immortals that did that. They just pulled it for the movie because it was too good not to. You know, right. it was like a, can't can't not use it. You know, side note, it drives me insane when people try to sing the Mortal Kombat song, but there's a very similar sounding house or techno song from that same era that they end up singing instead and not even realizing you know I'm, I'm like a fan of the the game series since the first one i first played these games when the very first game was only available in the arcades it wasn't even out on the home consoles yet and i have to go to like local like 45 dollars or whatever yeah well, more than that if i remember correctly i think they were more like 70 dollars or something like that uh because they came out on uh, super nintendo sega genesis game boy and game gear those were the ones that it came out on first and then eventually came out on sega cd also i was a super nintendo guy so i, I had it on that but uh and unfortunately the super nintendo version took out the more violent fatalities they learned their lesson and left them in for part two when that came out there's this weird stigma to where it's like People think, oh, if you want the lore and the story that you don't want the gore and the violence in there. It's kind of, well, you can have both. I'm really racking my brain trying to figure out why there's this weird divide in someone's thinking process that you can't have, one, that you have to have one, but not the other. There because are many of course, there's no, there's no story that doesn't have, no good story out there that doesn't have gore and violence yeah, in there. exactly. I, it I, says I mean, every freaking yeah. war movie, fighting movie, yeah. cop drama, Martial arts movie. Yeah. Two, the raid movies, the night comes for us, you know, and, and a number of other very, yeah, a number of other very low budget movies that uh, sometimes had a good story and sometimes did not. Generally, like the, the story is told like via the fights and stuff like that. That's a, that's part of the language. A freaking, lot of the time. Yeah. And it was what the mortal Kombat's about, you know, I mean, and that's what differentiates it from street fighter. It, well, if, and you, if you try to tell me, it's like, what's the difference between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat? I'm like, maybe one well, there was doesn't a lot have more, powers. There was more backstory. Yeah. There was more backstory and more mysticism in, in uh, Mortal Kombat. I like Street Fighter as well. There was just a certain thing about the Mortal Kombat uh, lore and, and look and uh, storytelling over the course of the games. Uh, and also the first movie, for that matter. That kind of kept me coming back for more. Uh, a little more so than the Street Fighter games. And uh, the fatalities were part of that, but they weren't the be all and end all they like you can't just have that as a gimmick and nothing else and i kind of feel like this movie the recent movie was trying to do that in order to lure in fans like oh we've got fatalities and they used that as the carrot to kind of dangle in front of everybody but there was no other substance to the movie whatsoever which is really unfortunate because there were some very talented individuals in the cast particularly joe taslam as sub-zero and Hiroyuki Sanada as uh, Scorpion. Well, they, and that's the thing. I, they get this, like, opening scene. It felt yeah, like it was a different movie. Like, it just felt like I, they yeah. get this opening scene that's just great. There you go. All right, cool. All right, All right that. we're back. Sorry, after two oh. interruptions. So, I mean, because the beginning scene is like just wonderfully crafted from a fight choreography. It's not a lot heavy on the CGI. And once it gets, it uses the CGI really yeah, practically. And it's kind of sparingly, which I liked. You know, it wasn't overkill. Yeah. That it, and I agree with you. I, I've said this. It felt like that opening scene was recorded by a completely different film crew 
who then left the rest of the movie to like a bunch of interns who'd never filmed the movie before. And like somehow or another, Hiroyuki Sanada and Joe Taslim were just like contractually obligated to film the rest of their parts and try to stay out of the rest of the movie as much as possible because that was a thing too. Why then does the focus need to be on Mr. Generic? This <laughs> new hey, look, the guy who plays him, uh, Louis Tan. Yeah, Louis Tan. He's he's kind of been screwed by like a bunch of different like the Iron Fist uh, Netflix yeah. show. He got screwed by like he was in like a couple other stuff. He was in Into uh, the Badlands, and he, I, and he was actually quite good in that. And 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 then they just give him like I'm an MMA fighter. He's yeah. not as good as he used to be. Well, yeah, and like that's, and, and I got a family. Fault. That's it's not his fault. The character was really poorly written, and the the entire movie was poorly directed. Like that's not a fault to him either as a martial artist or even as an actor for that matter if you're given shit to work with and probably even told to play it the way that he played it yeah it's you know it's not that's really not his fault i've seen bad movies good bad movies the ones that are like oh this is supposed to be shitty um and that's part of the charm this is not one of those movies but i've seen those types of movies and found out behind the scenes that a lot of the actors were deliberately directed to overact uh, in this case, they were directed to underact, it seems like directed to do something to where it like was con- totally contradictory to, yes, this is a good act. That seemed to be the case for a lot of the actors. It seemed like so many of them wanted to do a lot more, but were kind of like held back in, in this sense. It seemed like the one guy that they kind of let off the leash a little bit was Kano, but they still messed that character up quite a bit. I'll, I'll get back to that in a sec. We were, we were talking about Louis Tan, but yeah, he's actually a very yeah. talented martial artist. And he probably is a good actor as well. I mean, I thought he was pretty good at Into the Badlands. And um, he did the best he could with what he had. Yeah. Like when you're given a shit sandwich, you know, the most you can do is maybe make shit salad, you know? Yeah. And I think he's fault. No. And like he does the part as well as he could, but he he has nothing to go on. And then I guess if you want to walk through the plot or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's like, you know, a down on his luck MMA fighter with a family that's way too old for him. Like his daughter is way too old for him unless he had her when she was 15 or so, which is plausible, but raises too many questions and is too freaking distracting for the rest of the plot. She looked more like his younger sister or something yeah. like that. Which, or might've been, that might've been a rewrite at another point, but then like, I wouldn't prize. Um, it seemed like they were trying to, uh, I hated the whole let's make him a relatable thing because they made him as unrelatable as possible as a consequence of that. Like like indirectly or unintentionally, they, they ended up making him very unrelatable because the character turned into a block of wood personality wise. And more to the point was, he was a fucking weak character. I mean, he, he physically got his ass handed to him by everyone in the movie. We're getting into spoilers, by the way. By everyone in the movie except Goro, who's supposed to be the champion of Mortal Kombat, who won nine straight victories in a row and defeated the Great Kung Lao of the previous generation, who was able to, who, and the Great Kung Lao is the guy that was able to defeat Shang Tsung. So, in other words, Goro whooped the ass of the guy who whooped Shang Tsung's ass, and Cole dispatched of him like he was just some generic henchman as soon as he found his stupid magic power, which was really a Black Panther suit ripoff. Well, and like it was was, thrown in. I, I do enjoy that the fact they were like, hey, Tomfa, this underrated weapon, let's try to put it in here in a interesting way. And it's like, ah, you guys kind of missed the force for the trees there because there's fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing was they like they made him an MMA fighter, which in and of itself wouldn't be problematic. I actually liked 
seeing some of the grappling in there. I liked seeing some of the ground stuff in there. What I didn't like was that they limited the groundwork almost entirely to coal because that type of stuff exists in other martial arts, not just modern MMA. And it's a misconception. And I'd like, they, they should really incorporate that in other fights and other characters, especially the military characters. All of those guys have some kind of a ground game. If they're a special forces characters, they know close quarter combat and they know basic grappling at the very least. And so I found it kind of ridiculous that they, they kind of left that stuff only to Cole. And um, more to the point is, other than when he beat up Goro, and then magically, you know, just had to help with the final fight and be the guy to deliver some of the last shots on, on Sub-Zero as well, which was the thing that kind of ruined that fight for me. He got his ass handed to him by all of these other weaker characters. He basically fought. At the beginning of the movie, when you see when they're establishing he's a down on his luck past his prime fighter, because that's what we want to relate to in a Mortal Kombat movie, a guy who can't fight. Right. Uh, but he basically loses a fight badly to the MMA equivalent of Spider Rico from Rocky One. Which is what I'm which would be like, yeah, it would be cool if we just opened with like, here's the thing. If they had just saved I don't want to say like that because it was an awesome scene there. Of course, why would they not want to show that? But if they had not opened the movie on, like, meanwhile in Japan, um, uh, they instead opened it with him, and then it's like, sl- yeah. yeah, and then slowly dipped into all this stuff. Don't make him related to Scorpion because that was yeah. Why? What, what they, yeah, whole thing of like he was needed to bring Scorpion back. Like they paint, they painted themselves into this corner now. Of like, okay, so is Cole required for Scorpion to be a presence in any of the other movies now? You yeah. know, they, these guys painted themselves in a lot of corners and might not even realize it. that's only one of many. Like the don't even get me started on the friggin' Arcanas slash magical stupid powers, which you know, is, that somehow I, I don't remember that being a thing in the game. It's um, not. It's not in in any way, shape, or form at all. They made it up for the movie. And they even used the stupid tattoo thing. Like, yeah. that's kind of taken from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. They have a tattoo that looks like that. That's a temporary portal between realms. And uh, the gods' characters have permanent ones. And so they literally took a shitty thing from a shitty movie for this shitty movie. Reading some of the, like, wiki on it, is apparently this was supposed to be the third installment that never went anywhere. And then this is what was apparently pushed out. 20 years later or whatever which i mean it's okay so for 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 my for my money it's it's again it's the parts are all there when i walk through the plot some more calls down his luck loses the fight and he's out with his family they're having fries or whatever and then like sub-zero shows up grant like suddenly and as cool as cool as that scene is because i was still very engaged in the movie when this was going on i was trying to give Cole the benefit of the doubt at this point Right. And I was still very engaged in this scene. For me personally, it wasn't until Cole showed up at Sonya's place that I started to disengage. And I'll, I'll, the reason why is everything prior to that at least was more cohesive. Well, and um, it, that's where the movie falls off. Like, because, yeah. because suddenly, like, Jax is, oh, like your fight, has this weird side intro scene. And then suddenly they're fret. Like, I didn't even re- register that he got his name. And then he's suddenly there in his truck. He's like, get to Sony play. It was like, what? Who? Wait, your guys are friends? Why does he know yeah, any like, of this? He picked them up quick. And I get it. You can just GPS the direction, the, the address that he gave. I, I get it. 
it was yeah. just cut so quickly and choppy that it was uh, i can understand people losing that i got that when i first saw the movie i understood what was going on but i also could see where it would lose somebody because it was just happening in such a haphazard manner but even the fight with jackson sub-zero i was still engaged in that i didn't mind that they changed how he lost his arms they retconned quite a few things in the games yeah there's plenty to pull from as far as good lore but if you want to talk about the chronological order in which the games came out, there are a lot of things that were either retconned or redone or whatnot. And so Jack's lost his arms a couple of different ways over time. I'm fine with them doing that differently. That's not a huge detail. Who gives a shit? After that scene is when it starts to really fall apart. Side note, the scene where Sub-Zero is making all the ice rain down looks really cool, but it's really not saying much about him as an efficient assassin. He already left Hanzo for dead without making sure he was dead, which is like a stupid James Bond villain thing. And that was obviously just bad writing. And it, it reminded me of Dr. Evil. Like, like when, when Seth is telling him, it was like, aren't you going to make sure he's dead and watch him die? Like, no, I'm going to just assume he's dead. And then it was like, that, that's what it reminded me of. And then he does the same thing with Jax. Like, okay, yeah, I yeah, blew he fell off. off. Yeah, it's like, is it too much for you to just throw an ice spike into his head and make sure that it hits the brainstem? I mean, well, sorry, not sorry. It's reality. Like it's not that hard to do. You're master of cult. Well, then when did he? It's like, and and this is the other thing with the, the transition from the opening scene to this scene. It's like he's like, I'm no longer this guy. I am Sub Zero. Yeah. Really, super <laughs> quick, and just like, did we miss something? Well, the other and like, why is he Sub Zero now? But he wasn't then. Have known that for the last two or three hundred years. Like that makes no friggin' sense whatsoever. Like you just saved the line for now because you thought it sounded cool. That's that's it, it happens now because the plot said it needed to happen. You know, the other thing was, can we discuss how horrible Outworld looked? If you look at the first movie, the 1995 movie, you can say what you want about that film, uh, say that it's cheesy at times. First of all, it's not as cheesy as people want to say it is. There are definitely cheesy moments that are kind of, oh, you know, that didn't age very well. That's true. But it's but not it's the delicious. whole freaking movie. It's delicious. You know? It's, and, it's and the, the right is, amount of cheese. Yeah, it's also a product of its time. This movie is not a product of its time. The 95 film was a product of its time. And so there's going to be some inevitable 90s cheese that's kind of stuck to that. Love it or hate it. And I can, like, some of it, even I look at it, I'm like, no, oh, yeah, that, that didn't age very well. And that's fine. I still like the movie. And I can kind of look past that because it's a cohesive story. You, you really get to know the characters who become very well developed and fleshed out. And the action is very good in it. The CGI is very dated. It's like a movie that's over 20 years old. Mm. Of course, the movie is going to have dated effects. Like, that's that's not a really fair comparison. You want to say shit, shitty CGI for Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the sequel that could have had better effects and actually had worse effects than the first movie? Fine. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, the original film, that was cutting-edge technology for the time. And the only more advanced technology was if you were looking at Terminator 2 or Jurassic Park, which were bigger budget films. Yeah, and they you know, didn't and have, they had well, larger yeah, names attached to them and they did, they weren't yeah. they like what is it that was like uh Paul Anderson's like first film or whatever. Well, this was, was like Ironically, <laughs> he's the one that started the trend of even worse video game movies like you thought it would get better and then like then Resident Evil came out. But not the point. This was when he was still directing good movies. You know, that and Event Horizon basically. We were like, all right, he's, he's a good director. I, I would agree with you that once it once it gets to the house scene with the lizard and and, did, oh my and introducing Kano and well, the other thing is, I, I'm going to say this too. Sonya was almost as poorly written of a character as Cole. Um, yeah. 
Like she was a close runner up. She was more exciting. Her end fight with Kano was one of the somewhat better fights that didn't involve Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And that legendary Mortal Kombat background trailer. Yeah. Like I will say, like if you compare, if you did a comparison, the Kano and Finer, the the Kano and Sonya fight in this movie is definitely a better fight than the Kano and Sonya fight in the first movie. But there are reasons for that. One of the main reasons being that Bridget Wilson, who played uh, Sonya in the original 95 film, was brought on very late in uh, production to replace the original actress who got injured. And her injury was going to take too long to, re- to heal for them to wait for her. They, had, they didn't have the budget to wait. Right. And so it was originally Cameron Diaz who was supposed to play the part of Sonya. She got injured. Bridget Wilson was brought on at the absolute like 11th hour. And she didn't really have much time to rehearse the fight scenes or get in shape for the movie or anything. It's not her fault. She was replacing somebody. And so they had to kind of shorten that fight and, and scale it back quite a bit. So that really, it was what it was. It still was a subpar fight, the one in the 95 film, that is. But there was at least a legitimate reason behind that. In this movie, the bad fights don't really have an excuse. And that's, that's an, an issue I take with it. It's just bad editing and bad choreography. Um, although the Sonya Kano fight was one of the somewhat better non-Scorpion Sub-Zero fights in the more recent film. But back to Sonya as far as a character in this movie. Sonya is supposed to be a very kind of self-sacrificial, ballsy character. Like she's a badass, but also has other people's backs, especially Jax, right? Who's one of her closest comrades or, or one of her closest brothers in arms, I should say. Cole shows up, says what happened, that, that Jack stayed behind in order to kind of hold Sub-Zero off for them to get away. And Cole kind of asks, he, like, all right, what about Jax? And the most Sonya has any regard to this is, oh, I sent him a text. Oh, oh, oh gee, really? Because she sent him a text. He's, he's, he's clearly fine. He, it's not like he can Literally can't check it because he doesn't have any arms. Yeah. At least at that point. <laughs> Like, clearly he's fine. I mean, you sent him a text. That text is just going to, like, it's kind of like a med pack in a video game. Like, sending him that text healed any injuries he might have sustained, you know? Like, you don't have to go check on him. It's probably only about, a, I don't know, 45 minutes away or something like that. God forbid you go back to the warehouse that Cole can show you and make sure he's still alive. And a lot of this is because she's so preoccupied with wanting to get her tattoo so that she could be a part of the Mortal Kombat tournament. Well, she's which so is, preoccupied with wanting that the whole movie that she she turns it into a selfish ambition. She doesn't give a shit what happens to Jax until she actually sees him again and then can act concerned. And even her rivalry with Kano in this movie, in the original timeline, he's a thief, a smuggler, a criminal that she and Jax and others were trying to take down. And even added it in that he killed one of her partners. And that's why she was after him in this the reason that they're holding him against his will is because he killed someone with one of the marks and now has one of the marks. Which is one of yeah. the worst mechanics because it's like, so like if I was in a car and I killed uh, one of them and I was just driving, does that mean I get the tattoo? Yeah. If I so accidentally if like, bump into somebody and they fall off, crack their head and die, yeah, does that mean you know. I get the tattoo? So if you're Earl, the, you know, the 250 pound overweight senior citizen with a bad knee and a heart condition, who happens to also drink too much. And one night after overdoing it, after a shitty football game that he didn't like, decided to plow into somebody by accident. And that person had the mark. 
Uh, I guess it's up to Earl to save the planet now, you know? You must defend like, Earth. It's, it's Earl, Earl, you must defend Earth realm. Uh, yeah, like, I guess his fatality will just be like, you know, plowing his car into somebody, which is and, probably a pickup truck. And for the life of me, I'll never understand, like, this whole... And I, I'm having flashbacks to Dune, weirdly enough, because I watched Dune around this time last year, and I was like, eh, fun movie, except, you know, this is why people hate sci-fi. <laughs> Too much crap going on that, like, I had to watch it like a floating head explain something and there was a giant testicle in space for 20 minutes and then everyone's on drugs. Oh, made more. This too was like, there's just like way too much going on. I don't know what's going Why is Raiden just just like, what was stopping um, you from coming down uh, and stopping all this this from happening? I cannot interfere. Plot, you just interfered. Saying, yeah. The plot saying it had to be so. That's that's what stopped him from doing that. Like at the end of the movie, he just like lightnings Shang Tsung away. He's like, be gone. Clearly, he couldn't have done that you now 70 minutes ago and just eliminated this problem altogether. The whole thing with, oh, I've teleported us into a realm between realms where the outworlders cannot come. Well, you know, clearly he couldn't have just teleported everybody there earlier in the movie all at once. And he could have really? trained there and just brought some food and water. You know, if anybody needed to use the shitter and, and there wasn't one there, they could have just teleported them and had the buddy system going, you know, and then just it's got the teleported void. back. Who cares? Yeah. It's the. <laughs> Well, nobody's there. Kind of, well, there's like nothing but white all over the place. You probably don't want to see a bunch of brown streaks all over, you know. So this movie continues, and then they take so so Sonia and they take Kano, and they 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 they're they're wandering around, and they they run into. I oh, always get this. Let's character. not forget. Let's not forget that Kano knows exactly where this place is, or at least has an idea. But the plane drops them off in the middle of nowhere, where they still have to use do this huge hike where him with the knife went to his leg you know that magically disappeared and stopped yeah. being part of the storyline can just go to you know like god forbid you had them drop you off only half a mile from the friggin temple you know no what is sense. it then they get to where that is finally and then suddenly Luke kang comes out which we're just like yay Luke kang and he's hey, like i, 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 I point he decides to hit Kano with a fireball and then 10 seconds later say I'm not your enemy he's a good actor he fills that role perfectly oh no it's not his fault the writing was bad but like that's not the way you gain the trust of somebody you don't hit them with fire and then tell them that you're not their enemy Raiden was kind of a shitty mentor in this movie like he he might as he might have been the worst character like if I mean Cole was bland but Raiden might have been the worst written character in the entire movie well then how Um, does like Liu Kang like, how did he find, how did, how did they take, like, I don't know, how many days, two days, maybe, to get, get yeah. from where they were to where they are, where they found Raiden? And why didn't Raiden just teleport them all to begin with? Because we established later in the movie that he can easily do that. And then, what is it, Jax? Like, how does Liu Kang find Jax and move Jax, somebody who's clearly bigger than him, even with, minus the arms, yeah. to there? And then he's like, we're, so, we're sourcing from other realms. You're sourcing from other realms. What does that mean? Like, what, how, did the, how did the monks all of a sudden become the best surgeons in the world in the most unsanitary place, by the way? Like, like what sense did that make? Oh, yeah, it didn't. Got it. The, the ice cart- carterized the wounds. Yeah. And that, and that was fine. You want to you run with that? Fine. I mean, I, I still say he would have bled to death internally uh, or died of shock. But again, this is yeah. Mortal Kombat, so I'm willing to put some shit aside. You know, like, that's fine. Make some of the plot afterwards make sense. It didn't make any sense how they found him. Sonya should have been the one to find him. She should have been concerned and looked for him and showed that she was actually a character who gave a shit about anybody but herself in the fucking movie. 
And it should have been the special forces that gave him the arms because that's what happened in the story of the games, you know, or, or do something similar to that. Have it that somehow it's the uh, cyber ninja initiative that results in him having his arms like but do something that is tech related don't turn it into some stupid magical power how did like, we, I, but this make any sense either it's like how does yeah. it become like mystical robot iron yeah, man mystical arms? nanotechnology like like really really but it's magic magic technology yeah it just made no goddamn sense and magic robots as soon as uh, he started trying to lift the rock off her, I was, like I was kind of doing a face palm. I'm like, all right, I already see where this is going, you know. And um, sure enough, then the arms started growing bigger. They never should have given given him those shitty T Rex arms. That shouldn't have been there. Just give him the big arms from the get go. He doesn't and, and eliminate the stupid Arcana thing with the powers. He doesn't have a superpower. He has he's a big strong guy who now has mechanical arms. Done. Same thing with Kano. How the fuck is a laser eye? Like magic, and why would that be the thing to give him? He only has like one, that. two. He doesn't have two. He yeah, that's the other thing. If it was magic, if it was magic and not scientific, where it was related to a single implant, wouldn't they have just given it to him in both eyes and enabled him to control it out of both eyes, kind of like Cyclops? Uh, that just made no damn sense. And plus, well, they didn't even have the decency to give him the the metal plate because that would have contradicted how he got his laser eye. And then it doesn't make any sense how like, and then then I guess because there really isn't a whole lot of plot to, because I'm thinking we need to walk through the plot to this. It's like there really isn't a whole lot of other plot. It's like, well, a lot of it is just you know quote unquote training, and really the tra- like the training in this, like them doing a really bad job sparring was was and then getting pissed about it and then having yeah. Raiden bit them. That was that was their training. Let's spar in a really bad way. Get yelled at. And then just do that again. Yeah, and then that, it's that like that. It just sounds like it sounds like do training better, be stronger. I've I don't know if you've seen uh, Death of Stalin, but it looks no, like what, no. very good movie, very good movie. But it's it's Stalin's son, and one of the opening scenes is yelling out of this this hockey team, and he's like, "Play the sport better, do it better." <laughs> and it's just like, why oh, is gee, why is Raiden acting like? And then he's like, "What?" Well, you you wouldn't be able to defend Earthware Realm. Aren't you a little concerned that these are the people about getting yeah. these guys up like, and stuff? Aren't you worried that these guys are gonna get their asses handed to them? I mean No, there's no real it, mortal combat. It's just yeah, Xiao Song wants to I, I guess uh, we can get to the, the actual meat of it is where I, I don't know if yeah, he's trying to fucking take phone. out all the people for the tournament, which makes no sense. The other thing about this where he's oh, it's all pre-tournament. And people are like bitching about that. Oh, you just don't understand this movie. This was supposed to be a prequel to. I don't have a problem with being a prequel. It just needs to be well done. This wasn't well done. There was, if this was a backstory movie on just Scorpion and Sub Zero, I would have been fine with that. If this was a backstory movie on just Liu Kang and Kung Lao, or on just Jack, Sonya, and Kano, I would have been fine with that. You know, that, but that wasn't the case. This was a mishmash, and they were trying to find a way to insert fights that involved everybody that wasn't the tournament. And the more chaotic that got, the more they started contradicting themselves and painting themselves into more and more corners and creating more and more plot holes with the stupid teleportation, the arcanas, the ways that Raiden did and didn't protect anybody. He pretty much was the most useless fucking guy in the entire movie. Um, And with that, you create this sense of chaos, like it's like chaotic, just fights all over the place. 
But that's the story in the third game. You know, after the second tournament in Mortal Kombat 2, Shao Kahn says, fuck it. And he finds a, he finds at least a temporary loophole in order to start invading Earth anyway. And so there are chaotic fights all over the place. So now you've already done that. And you're going to repeat that redundant, that now redundant process later if you try to go with that story. And it's not going to have the same level of impact because it was supposed to be here's the tournament. And now it's like, fuck the tournament later. All bets are off. That was a good setup because you were used to the rules of the tournament first. So you establish rules so you can break them later in a different storyline. And now it raises the stakes. This blew its load or tried blowing its load way too soon with too much shit. And it didn't do a good job with any of it. Well, you know, this, it basically wait, was this the actual thing? Like, was this? Uh, actual... It was. It wasn't the tournaments. There was. It was supposed to be. This was all pre-tournament fights, which, frankly, it was like, you know, the Earth guys aren't doing too well. If you hadn't provoked them, they probably would have just remained shitty fighters, and you would have just picked them off at the tournament, which is the point of the tournament to begin with. This might that might have even just been a good plot, basic plot. We know who these people are. They're weak. They don't understand what, what's going on. There's only two of them who really have unlocked their powers. They should be easy pickings. Once we get rid of them, the rest of them will fall. Yeah, unless, Why like, isn't that the one plot? The whole, like, Cole has a like a guy that he screwed up and put in an iron lung and then somehow went to underworld or overworld or outworld. Are you talking about Cabal? Uh, who, I why don't know does why they, they know each other? Why was he there? <laughs> know each other in the games they do they did make it that they know each other they're actually both from the black dragon society they just didn't establish it well in the movie the other thing that they did to kind of make cabal like someone you couldn't take seriously which was a mistake was they gave him that stupid accent and i say this as someone who grew up in new york but they made him sound like a mobster that would be beaten up by spider-man in a comic book sound like and it was so ridiculous he doesn't sound like that. In, like I don't. Some people were saying, "Oh, that's exactly how he sounds in Mortal Kombat 11." No, it's not. I've played Mortal Kombat 11. He doesn't have that stupid accent. Well, and I think this is, despite all, also been the issue of having like too much to draw on. There was too much to draw on. It's just that they didn't know when to stop, but they also didn't know when to start. I the, the entire time I was waiting for the movie to start, uh, and and it never really kicked off in a good way. Yeah. After or 15 minutes, it was kind of like the movie did a restart and never actually you know got the turnover well and then it's like yeah i would i would 100 percent agree with and then we get to the end fights and the end fights just feel like i don't know why Uh, Jax is fighting hammer man centaur guy well that's the other thing reiko reiko was a character who appeared in mortal kombat 4 the the guy that the big guy with the hammer doesn't look like that he's a he's a pretty muscular guy but he doesn't look like that he's not that big and um He's someone who easily could have been played by either Gary Daniels or Daniel Bernhardt, neither of whom would have charged some astronomical, unaffordable amount of money for the budget of this movie. Either one of those guys would have pulled that character off more accurately and better and pulled off a way better fight scene as well. That fight scene was horrible. Well, and that didn't make any sense to me. And then I don't understand why, like, and this like goes into like, well, I can't interfere. Wait a minute. You're just interfering by grabbing a bunch of people and throwing them yeah. in a bunch of different places suddenly. What? Well, and then if you're going to make it, if you're going to make it all chaotic like that, Cole specifically said that the last person they were going to take out was Sub-Zero, but they were going to all jump him at once. Well, why didn't you just do that with all the characters? So that way you're all fresh and you're not beat up from your fights. Yeah, you just take them out one, one at a time like they were trying yeah. to do to you. Well, or they should have done Plus, to you. Yeah. Plus, in all, in all reality, like, let's think about this for a second. And this is where it's a matter of because the plot said so. 
the tournament exists so that this shit doesn't happen. But because this shit happened, what was to stop any of the Earth characters, from, especially the Special Forces characters, from getting the gun and just fucking blowing everybody away? I mean, like, oh, I guess you're not making it to the tournament now, huh? You know, well, since and, everyone's breaking the rules anyway. And then, but the, at the end, the guy's like, well, death is only another realm, da-da-da. I hate that. Because, okay. So basically, so we've cheapened. We, we, so we can yeah. use Sub-Zero again. So we can use Goro again. Yeah, so we can well, use like, well, Sub-Zero supposed to come back as noob cybot that i was fine with as far as everybody just coming back to life yes they've resurrected people in the games but that's because you're an active participant in a game and you just want to be able to play as certain characters you there's a little forgiveness there when you're a, a passive participant an audience member watching a movie it's different you know your level of ability to suspend disbelief is different than when you're an active participant in a video game and are willing to overlook certain shit so that your gameplay experience can be more fun yeah. All right. That's... But as a passive viewer, it requires more in order for it to actually be a good experience, at least for most people anyway. And um, that whole concept just made no goddamn sense. That means we could just bring anybody back whenever. So in other words, that completely removes any kind of emotional attachment, any tension you feel, any fear for the safety of any of the characters during any of these fights, because oh, they get killed. Who gives a shit? They'll just come back later. In, instead of it actually having an impact, it's just inconvenience. Right. This is what got me thinking at the end, where it's like, they were like, well, I'm going to Hollywood. And then we get a close oh, up God. on Citizen Cage. Jonah oh, my God. And that was, I, that pissed me off more than anything else, to be honest. Because I, I already not appearing in this film. Well, I already knew he wasn't going to be in it. We're going to get into that in a second. But uh, I already knew he wasn't going to be in it. I'd kind of at least accepted it enough. But the tease at the end was like, if that movie was good, I might have been okay with that tease. But the, the entire movie was so shitty. It was as if they, it was their way of saying, well, this movie sucked, but we're going to have Johnny Cage in the next one. You know, so come back. You know, I just saw an article uh, saying that they promised more fatalities in the new movie. So once again, they're trying to dangle the carrot in front of the lowest common denominator of human intelligence, who's just going to look and be like, <laughs> fatality. Like, like, that's nice. But you need more to it than that for it to actually be good, you know. And that's the thing that that pisses me off. It's like, like this isn't something that should be mindless. It shouldn't be a good bad movie, and it shouldn't be a parody of itself. Things that fit in those contexts and those subgenres and so on. This shouldn't have been one of them. There was there's too much lore and background. I'm looking at the IMDb of the director, and he literally only has two credits to his name. He directed a like a commercial. Yeah, he directed a commercial, and then he did this. Yeah. So, I mean, and like, that's that's the level of care, I guess, that was given to this. Yeah. I, I personally believe that that was done intentionally so that the producer is not the producer, I'm sorry, so that the production company, so Warner, Warner Brothers, could bully the guy around and control him more and just do with the movie whatever the hell they wanted. They were the ones who mandated that the new character be in it in the first Release place. Release the McQuaid cut. What I was thinking was, at the end of that, and he's walking away... And it's close up on Johnny Cage and all that stuff. That guy's a cage fighter, right? Why? Why wasn't uh, he Johnny Cage? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Because be he—he's a cage fighter. To be honest, I'm glad they didn't turn him into Johnny Cage because, as much as that would have made sense, Louis Tan looks nothing like Johnny Cage. That's okay. Like, and I'm I, okay with I'm that. The, me personally, I get pissed off when the characters don't look a thing like they do in the original source material 
And yes, I get it. In video games, sometimes because of the computer generating and because how they render a certain character, they might look different from game to, day, to game. But there are usually at least a general set of ideas for a character. And when it goes against that grain so much that the character is not recognizable, that pisses me off. Like, for example, uh, Reiko looked like absolute shit in the movie. They, they turned him into just some big bebop or rock steady looking moron instead of him being who he should have been. He's actually supposed to be a general second in command to Shao Kahn. And he's supposed to be actually a pretty good strategist. Plus, he's not that big. He's big, but not that big. And then it was like, uh, what is it? Goro just looked like, basically looked like the Hulk plus two arms. As far as his look goes, I mean, his face could have looked a little better. But as far as them just doing him full CGI, I was fine with that. Because they could have they enabled him to move around better. They Do just, you want them to find the puppet from 1995? They just No, no. I was actually fine with the CGI from this movie uh, for that character, for Goro. I just didn't like how to use them. They, they turned him into a plot device and he just became a henchman that got killed. And that was dumb. Melina is another one. Who? She not Melina. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> that's what Melina. That, that's that. That was half my half my response to the, the, this this yeah. movie was like, wait, who was that? Was yeah. that the knife? Melina, was that the sigh um, knife girl, or was that the, the dragon yes. lady? Yes, Melina was the girl with the size who did who clearly didn't know how to use. Them. She looked nothing like the character. First of all, that character through the majority of the games had a an Asian and predominantly Chinese look to her. With maybe the exception of Mortal Kombat 2 when they had actors and actresses play it and the girl might have been white who played her. But she was a ninja-esque character who was supposed to be at least Asian or Asian looking. And in almost and just about every single game, especially from the 3D from the 3D era onward, when they compute when it was all computer generated, they gave her a, a, an Asian or predominantly Asian appearance. And so I didn't like the subtle virtue signaling that they did with like well, let's respend this character you know they had a perfectly acceptable black well, female ninja character that they could have cast and that was jade that's not even virtual signaling or like quote-unquote virtual signaling in that regard because what dialogue did she have she yeah, had like well that's what i mean no it's, dialogue it's, so you screwed up I, one character yeah. and then uh -huh. you didn't include another character who could have had some dialogue yeah well it's what i it's i didn't what even I know who this character was yeah it's what I fit into the category that I call fake woke. And, and that's a thing as far as I'm concerned. It's this like pat yourself on the shoulder. Let's show how virtuous we are by being by by, you know, promoting such ver such diversity, this, that and the third with it being as one dimensional as a fucking dry piece of checks cereal, you know, that's cut in half. Also and put in the microwave. Same production company that you know? apparently didn't want like in Justice League Cyborg to be like they didn't want an angry black guy in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In this movie, yeah, it's okay to have that and also have an have an African American woman who doesn't mm -hmm. talk at all and then is just complete demon villain, then gets killed off at the end. Yeah, because that uh -huh. doesn't fit stereotypes. Exactly. Uh, and so, so if they really wanted to have a female black character in there, they could have just put Jade in there and not even bothered with Melina in this movie, be, especially because Melina should have been with Katana. They're supposed to be sisters in a sense. Which is like, not even, she's, she's not even supposed in to be movie Katana's movie. clone. Katana's the one that usually wore blue and had the fans. Melina, by the way, uh, not just the what the actual actress looked like, but also the makeup looked like dog shit. The CGI teeth were fucking terrible. If you ever look at the last, most, not all, most of the last few games, it's this huge set of like shark looking teeth that she has. 
And it, it was so quick that they, the way they did it in the movie, and it was cheap looking. It was it looked like garbage. Plus, she also usually wore a mask over it. They had like the, the dried blood over there instead. It was like, who realistically is just going to walk around with dried blood on their face? Like, that's the laziness that you can't just put the ninja mask that everyone knows over her and then have her take the ninja mask off and reveal the teeth, which is what the character did all the time. Which is in the what, games. Well, and that's like, especially in this day and age, kind of would even make more sense to a degree. Um, yeah. Well, then the other thing is uh, her, her outfit should have had at least some purple. I hate, uh, to be honest, I hated the color palettes of the clothes in this movie. I'm not saying everything had to be super bright, but Mortal Kombat is typically a pretty colorful set of games. All right. As yeah. far as the, first of all, as far as the legitimate diversity of the characters. And second of all, as far as the outfits and the, uh, the set designs and all that stuff as well. Um, so Melina was supposed to be wearing a predominantly purple outfit. Does it have to be some bright purple, non-practical for combat thing? No, but throw in a little bit of the of the actual color that the character wears. Don't make it like everything's got to be black leather. Yeah, like that noise the shit of, out of me. I mean, I don't. I you know clearly more than I do about any of this, but it's like that's why I wanted to get your take on this. But it it, it just felt like when they got to the enemy characters, they were just like. And you, and you, and you, uh-huh. and you. Yeah. And I was just like, when were we, were we supposed to know these people? Okay, I guess Rita Repulse is getting all been... her minions together yeah. and they will conquer Earth, which is exactly Not what only... it felt like. Oh my God. Not only were they so bland that they could have been anybody, but the way that Shang Tsung was introducing each of them when they first showed them, Natara, my beauty vampiric queen or whatever, so-and-so, the, the ancient reptilian, send him in and like like it was are you fucking calling in a wrestler to a match at a show like i i kind of expected him to say if you jill the master of unlocking like that's what i was expecting was going to be down the pipeline and next it was like the worst it was the worst dialogue that i've heard since the fucking first resident evil game you know okay. like, like god damn could have really they could have really done a better job with this and i think this is Everyone's like, video games can't be good movies. Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's some debate on that. But ultimately, it's like, you just have a simple martial arts story. Yeah. That was done, I would say, in, by comparison, arguably better, a while ago, just, I mean, it was 90s version of diversity, but, you know, relatively uh, diverse no, cast. Talking to 95 film? Yeah. You know what? People want to say that shit like, oh, what? Like there was even one of the actors was saying that the first movie was whitewashed. Bullshit. You had a Chinese lead. Liu Kang was the main character, as he was supposed to be. He should have been the main character in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, not but... to mention, there were other Asian individuals. The the main antagonist, who was the probably the most charismatic or, or one of the two most charismatic people in the movie, was uh, Shang Tsung in that movie. Katahiro Yukitagawa. He was amazing in that movie. Like well, the cha- the Shang song that was in this new film looked like shit compared to him. Like he couldn't even fucking he couldn't carry shit compared to the way that guy did in the first movie. You think of Shang song, you automatically think of that '95 version because he was just so memorable and good in in that role. And I don't want to do too many comparisons because I would love to just do a like standalone episode on that film alone. Yeah. Um, but I will say this: uh, Christopher Lambert, you know, like can pull off a Scotsman who meets an, a, a Scot who. Pull off a Scotsman who meets another Scotsman who happens to be Egyptian but is all actually Spanish. Huh. I mean, like if you they, that man can fill like yeah. literally any role anyway. 
So you know what? Like, and that's and that's the thing. Like people, like people. Well, I'm not going to say people in general. Whoever was complaining that the fucking movie, that the original film was whitewashed. All right, Christopher Lambert wasn't picked for that role because he was a white guy. He was picked for that role because of people remembering him for being awesome in Highlander. Hell, he was awesome in Highlander too, and that was a terrible movie. Another thing right. we need to get to that's, at some point. But, yeah, um, that's the reason they picked him for that role because they knew that he'd be a good fit personality-wise, and they were right. And I've said since since seeing that movie, since seeing the 1995 film, I've always said if they were ever to remake Mortal Kombat and try to do it again, um, that in all honesty, I'd be happy if they actually did cast an Asian individual to be Raiden to be a little closer to the mythology, the original source material that they kind of pulled in order to make that character in the game. The actor who played Raiden in this movie was fine. They just directed him to just be like, I'm angry, man. Well, that was, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like in my opinion, I wanted to, I actually wanted to see an Asian version of Raiden because I, I got that the source material was Japanese and also Chinese for that matter as well. Uh, for the creation of that character in the original games, um, that's what I did really like at the beginning of the film. They had two; like the they one, had a Chinese guy and a Japanese guy um, speaking to each other, and they were like, "I don't understand English. what you're saying," but yeah. they recognize that he's like, "I don't understand what you're saying," but I am going to kill you. Yeah, you just killed my family. I, they just yeah. kept that alone. That was that was good, yeah. but the rest they didn't of throw it. An much. But uh, Le- Christopher Lambert was the one guy. That I've always said he's the one person who can acceptably play Raiden because he did such an awesome job and brought so much to that character. And I can't see anybody else who's not an Asian guy playing the part. And I get that. But the guy that they got, whether it was his acting or the directing or a combination of both, they made Raiden into a block of wood other than when he was just being an asshole. Yeah. And it was so frustrating because there was so much, there was supposed to be so much more to that character. He was supposed to be like the wise one who's guiding everybody and and helping them grow as as characters and so on and so forth and uh whether they were going to make him as humorous as christopher lambert was or make him play it a little more straight or maybe meet somewhere in the middle of that he needed to have a personality and so did chang song in this movie not to mention the fact and, and this is uh this is probably more due to the fact that the character in this movie had such a little personality that i started resorting to a previous role that he played but Shang Tsung in this movie had practically no personality at all, was given very little to work with, it seemed. And as a result, through part of the movie, I kept seeing him as the guy in the Dark Knight, the 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 the, the money launderer or whatnot that, that Batman had to go to China to get. And I just that, kept thinking of the Joker. I didn't even going, recognize him as that. Holy crap. That's him. And I kept thinking of the Joker talking to him on the television. I know a squealer when I see one end. You know, like the, I kept thinking of that every time I saw this movie because he wasn't giving me a new personality to identify with as Shang Song. Well, and like that was the other yeah. thing. Like these guys are just like, why don't they just fight? And then they don't have yeah. to have a whole like, all right, but yeah. Mortal Kombat. Well, the um, other thing was, and we, we got to address this, the, other than the Scorpion and Sub-Zero fights, other than the fights that involved one or both of those individuals, most or all of the fights in this movie were not only subpar, but pretty awful. Like not only I, do, like, I can't, talking, I, can't like I can't recall them. That's the problem. Like I could I couldn't yeah, tell you what problem. I couldn't tell you. Like I really like the whole like Liu Kang like fire dragon thing. That was cool. Yeah, I did appreciate what they did with the Tomfa. 
like I, d- I actually did appreciate that because I know how like of an undervalued weapon that is with a lot of people. Yeah. It's not like it's not as well known. Um, I did like 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 how they tried to, uh, you know, try to make something out of that other character with the hat. Come uh, on. I thought I thought he would have been been cool to keep on, but I guess we needed. They just killed him off so damn soon. I was like, "Come on, really?" He was the one guy that you actually made like generating an interest in, and and the way he got killed was just cheap and stupid. It was like, well, if he can just grab somebody and suck their soul out, why didn't he just do that to everyone? And if he can clearly teleport wherever he wants to, just like Raiden does, why doesn't he wait until one of these guys is is fucking taking a shit in his apartment and just appear and take his soul? Like, it just didn't make sense. He took the souls of people he def- who either A, he defeated in combat, or B, were defeated in combat, according to either the games, the first movie, or some kind of combination of both. I was just saying, like, the, the fights just didn't, didn't resonate. There's nothing there that, like, that... Very just, like, like, I remember more stuff from, like, Iron yeah. Fist. The only reason I remember that is because Iron yeah. Fist, there's too many damn episodes <laughs> of that show. Um... Oh, that that show is horrible, man. That's like, another, that that's another topic for another improved. day. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's like if that show is better than what this was, that's really saying something. Yeah. Like this movie was a little bit better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I'll give it that, but it doesn't make it. That doesn't mean it was good. I know who was fighting, yeah. but there was nothing else going on. Like it was just like, all right, and we're done. Yeah, I remember sitting in the theater, and the whole time I'm looking at these fights, and I'm like, like I was even, I was easily able to tell. When some of the guys who were more experienced in martial arts were deliberately and painfully slowing their shit down so that whoever they were fighting in that scene can keep up with them because they obviously didn't rehearse enough. And it was painfully obvious sometimes. And then other times it was just oh, like a quicker than a fight from the movie, the quest type of situation where it was like 30, 40 seconds and the fight's over. And it was also edited and cut so badly. Whoever edited this film, like whoever actually cut this shit up the way they did needs to be blacklisted from ever editing a fucking film ever again, because they did the worst job imaginable other than accidentally shredding the entire thing in half. Well, and like, it also just be a matter you of could like, barely tell what's going on, what they had. Like, that was the other thing is like, you don't, you don't know like how the filmography it worked. There's, it might they might've just I been mean, like, there were let's be merciful where, like, to people. Keep it in 90 minutes. Well, it's two things. One is there are moments where there are these quick cuts where someone's here and then they're in another spot that doesn't make any sense sometimes. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, that, that's all. Then for, there are other moments. It's where, the tenant problem where, yeah. let's talk over here now. Yeah. Well, the other thing is there are other scenes where it's obviously hiding the lack of experience of some of the actors. Yeah. And that's where you should have hired people who were more experienced in martial arts and fight choreography and who could handle that workload very professionally and more consistently i mean like is that so much to ask you take a look at the raid movies you take a look at the night comes for us you take a look at the undisputed movies or the ongbok movies tom yum gung aka the protector and a number of other films that go back to even further back than those films you take a look at wheels on meals or dragons forever you take a look at um you know the 36 chamber of shaolin eight diagram pole fighter or not like any i could keep going but yeah. my point is, There's and even plenty of films good... that otherwise were like, yeah, Yo, go ahead. Yeah. Like, even take other films that, that otherwise had low quality in every other area, but got the fights right, like The King of the Kickboxes or No Retreat, No Surrender 2 and 3, 
which were not related to the first film, but not the point. Um, but the fight scenes in those movies are off the chain. And they had a lot less to work with. They had about the same budget as probably the price of a used car. And they still got that shit right. And this big budget film, you know, yeah, it might not have had the same budget as an Avengers film, but it's not a pretty damn good budget. Okay, $50 million is a decent film. And um, you look at the fights and you're like, what the fuck did you do? Did you have like a drunk college kid who practiced wrestling with his, his roommates in a fucking yard choreograph this shit and just like churn it, churn it out like as a first draft in, in like 30 minutes? Because that's what it looks like. Well, and I think there's this, this reliance on CGI and nonsense like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the backflip that Sonya does and like some of the other moves all throughout. And, and some I, of this stuff could be CGI. Not all of it, though. Like too much of it was CGI. It, it it's really it's, it's doing that. Shit. It's doing that blend that should work and it should work with a bigger, bigger budget movie. And I always agree with this point where it's like even if the action, the action can still be good and you can still get like. How hard is it to find solid actors or to train up solid actors yeah. or to train? I mean, it's been done before. Solid performers to yeah. become better actors because you probably just need to figure out what those what need what that characterization needs to be, and it's just yeah. Oh well. And any final thoughts? You want to? You want to? Want to cap? Yeah, on I'm. You know what? Like as far as final thoughts go, I'm like, I'm on the fence as to um, what, what I think about the potential for a sequel for this because I know that they're already green lighting the thing. I, I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, they've been talking about it left and right in different articles and so on and so forth. These guys really need to course correct and up their game. Uh, I'm at a point where I personally don't ever want to see the 2021 film ever again. Like I wouldn't see that film if it was for, if it was jokingly as a drinking game, I like you'd, you'd literally have to pay me money to sit through that film again. If they're going to make a good sequel, they really, really need to actually listen to the fans. Like this whole time, with all the hype that was building up to this movie, they were in interviews with a bunch of people on social media. Like They were pretty gracious about that. And you know what? It worked. It was kind of like the movie version of clickbait because it got everyone kind of on their side and thinking, wow, these guys really give a shit and seem to know what they're doing. Let's see what they turn out. I'm not crazy about the new character they're adding, but let's see what they do with it because they seem to really care. The whole time that they were talking about really wanting to, to please the fans and this and that, people were believing it because they were they were really putting themselves out there, even with regular lay people type interviewers and so on. They need to take what they were saying they were going to do with the first movie and, and actually do it with the second movie. Like, like the lip service is not going to work right now. And it's to a point where, like, I I am pretty much at a point where if they do make another one, I will probably wait to see it until I can watch it at somebody's house. I will. I, I already paid money for myself and my kids to see this one. And Which all is why I'm surprised you, like, you could have seen it in your, you can see it in your home. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Well, like, I wanted, the reason being, I wanted to support the movie as much as I could. And I also wanted to see it on the big screen, to be honest. And I also right. wanted to show, I wanted to throw a lot of support in the direction of actually uh, Joe Taslam and Hiroyuki Sonata, who I, who I knew were going to be good in it regardless. And, you know, that being said, I'm not going to do that with the next movie. I might not even bother if it's on a streaming station. I might actually wait to watch it first before I throw my money in its direction. 
And if I'm saying this and I'm probably, and I'm just one person, right. You know, and I'm not even like the most diehard fan. Like I, I probably sound to some people like I am. I'm just annoyed because this was, a huge, you know, like it's a, it's a huge missed opportunity. And it's also an insult to people who like something a certain way. And that kind of thing gets on my nerves. Like where there are people who are kind of like borderline bullying people who are uh, critical of this movie. And I mean, I play the games. I do. I have the games and I played them and I love the first movie and so on. But there are people who eat, breathe and sleep this uh this series who are probably a lot more annoyed about this shit than i am and if that's the case that means there's probably a lot of them and that means that there's a there's probably a lot of tickets that these guys are going to lose on the next film alone just because of how badly they fucked up with this one so my my thing there would just be like they they really need to course correct i, I i'm even open to do it to them like flat out doing retcons at this point to, to some of the stupid shit like the Arcanas, if they flat out retconned that the same way that Rocky retconned the brain damage from part five and part six to where they never even mentioned that bullshit, you know, I'd actually be totally fine with that. You know, well, like they need to literally just do away with a lot of the, the mistakes they've painted themselves into a corner with. As somebody who's just casual with it, like someone who was just like saw people talking about Mortal Kombat and was like, oh, let's check this out, see what's up. It's just sad to see nowadays that like they can't get this right. Um, it's it's annoying to see low standards, especially for, some. for something like coming from a big studio and something that's like supposedly yeah. representing. Uh, no, that's exactly. Yeah, and and, and that's why I'm I, I really I really I I think they could make a, a second movie with Johnny Cage in it. And you just if they cast the right guy, like they're already they're already veering in some directions where I'm like, oh god, not again. Like uh there there's talk about them trying to get uh either Ryan Reynolds or uh the Miz. And I'm kind of like, look, Ryan Reynolds is a talented guy, but there are people who can really pull off the action necessary Ryan, for the role. Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds is a good actor, but come on, he's not gonna be doing the kind of legwork over and over again. He's gonna need a double. He's in, he's in his like what mid 40s at this point. Not, yeah, not, well, it's not going to work out. But even like, you know, Scott Adkins and Elaine Moosey, either one of them would easily nail that role action wise and acting wise and look wise. They would nail that role. And each of them is almost 40. So, but you know, so I'm not really worried about the age because they both still look the part, but they can actually deliver. They could easily, they, they both have enough acting chops to, to play Johnny Cage and. And they both have more than enough uh, film experience to make that role work really well, as long as there's not some douchebag holding them back. Well, and that's the other thing where it's like, we're like, they try to have like the one quote unquote comedy character in Kano and it just wouldn't shut up the entire movie. Oh my God, like it was funny at first and it just got annoying after a while. Uh, And then like, even for the people who want to say he was funny throughout, that's nice, but they took away any semblance of that character being menacing or posing any kind of a threat to anyone else in that movie, except for Cole. And that doesn't count. Yeah. And this, you know? this is why I don't have like, like, I'm just like, I, I don't know who these characters were. Like, I have no, like, if you told me like Lao Kung or any of these guys who, yeah. who, who any of these guys are like, I'm just like, and then watching the 95 version be like, Oh, I can tell you who that guy is. I can tell you who that guy yeah. is. I can tell you who she is. I can uh-huh. tell you who is. Like I can tell you who all these guys are. In this one, I'm like, um, guy with 
you know, it, it doesn't yeah. pass the smell test in terms of characterization. So. Well, let, let me put it this way. Um, you remember in the 95 film, Liu Kang fights the other ninja that, that, that started out as the reptilian creature, reptile? Right. That's supposed to be the lizard thing that Kano kills. It's supposed to be the same character. Right. So instead of us getting a really well choreographed fight that was actually engaging and, and exciting, we got some CGI piece of shit instead. Which literally looked like it literally looked like like at the end. Yeah. Like, I mean that it that just goes to show how little these guys get it. But but wasn't the heart rip out spine thing one of the moves in the game? The heart rip out thing was, but it was so cheaply done. Like that fight. Oh my god. Like that should have been against a human character, not a reptilian, because it it kind of lost the effect there for me. Plus I know what reptile is supposed to be like. Yes, he has a true form as kind of a reptilian creature, but more of the form of, of how he was playable in the games was he, he was he always even when he looked scaly at times he he always resembled some kind of a ninja in his better forms, and he had martial arts moves, and so he had kind of like a humanoid look to him, and was able to pull off martial arts moves. That's why they did it better in the '95 film. That's how he looked in the first couple of games, just like a ninja. You know, and uh, in that context, they didn't have to worry about CGI. They just had to worry about the actor being able to pull off martial arts moves. And they got Keith Cook to play the part in the 95 film. So there was no problem with that at all. Because that guy's an excellent martial artist, you know. But uh, with with the new one, with, with Johnny Cage and whatever other characters, they really need to step up the game as far as the fight choreography. They need to look at the raid films. They need to look at uh, a lot of a fair number of the better I'd say Michael Jai White or Scott Adkins films. They need to look at martial arts films where the camera actually focuses on the action, doesn't zoom in and cut everyone's limbs out, and doesn't do such quick cuts that you can't see the movements, and also doesn't have 40 other things going on that you have to keep cutting to. Like, no one gives a shit about the other 40 things. We want to see the fight. Which leads uh, me to believe play. they didn't choreograph this well, or it wasn't. No. Or they didn't, or they didn't have camera people who understood how to, how to catch yeah. this correctly. I think or, yeah, yeah. Or, or it might have been both, or it might have just been like what they had wasn't wasn't really workable. That's why I'm saying like I don't ever want to blame any one particular person because you don't really know. So that's why I'm this, just yeah, it seemed like a like a group fuck up to me. Um, yeah. And I would say the people least responsible were the actors because there were other people who were supposed to make sure that shit worked right, and they seemed to drop the ball. They got to get a better team on this. Uh, they they've already painted themselves into a lot of corners at once and so uh we've already lost the opportunity to do some really cool origin stories i mean unless they do prequels which might be good but aren't going to have the same impact because we already know what it's already leading to which is and this thing this movie like was already kind of that so what are are you going to prequelize yeah so there's no point to that at the at the at the end of the story you need to trudge on and give us do something better i say this or it's like Batman Begins, I didn't really think it was that great of a movie when I first saw it. I thought it was like okay. But like going back and watching it, you can appreciate it because you saw Dark Knight and Dark Knight was really good. Uh, maybe not Dark Knight and Rises, but I mean, in kind of retrospect, you can kind of view it as a good starting point. Even from a yeah. bad starting point, you could have a good sequel. You know, that that has happened before, but yeah, I'd agree they've yeah. got to get it. They've got to get it right next time. Yeah, like a good comparison actually is take the last 20 minutes of The Dark Knight Rises where you had the evolution of Two-Face, which should have been left for the next movie. 
and it just got crammed into 20 minutes or something instead and combine that with 90 percent i'm sorry not the dark knight rises the dark knight the second film take the last 15 or 20 minutes of the dark knight the whole thing with two-face which should have been reserved for the third film and wasn't it was just crammed in and rushed combine that with 90 percent of the third film the dark knight rises where it was kind of a mess and uh that's kind of the problems this or set of problems that this movie suffered from but on a lower budget scale they tried cramming way too much in there instead of letting things breathe and that was a huge mistake when the first movie came out as much as there were a lot of limitations and, and a lot of shortcomings of that first movie they knew how to let a scene breathe they knew how to develop characters and keep a movie well paced and they knew how to focus on a fight scene without cutting out the action and uh without it getting uh getting shortchanged for the sake of whatever else might have been going on in the scene before or after they knew how to flesh out the main characters they kind of shortchanged the scorpion and sub-zero characters in the 95 film but only two games had been out by that point there wasn't as much history yet that's first of all second of all had they done the second movie right and had the same team on board instead of getting a completely new team of subpar individuals because a sequel was like rushly greenlit, yeah. um, they probably would have been able to have both of those characters return in a more appropriate fashion and flesh them out better. But we just didn't get that opportunity. Yeah. You know, and that's that's I believe why so many people were looking forward to this movie, the new one, because the second film back in '97 was such a massive disappointment it actually kind of not only left a bad taste in people's mouths but even kind of tainted the memory of the first film because the, it picks up right where the first one leaves off and, really uh, really really jarringly so yeah yeah that's, that that's why i think um i would say that give anything a chance that comes around around i would say um at least in a chance when to to kind of improve especially if like you you like love this franchise so I would, yeah, I would, I would even give it a chance yeah. if it came no. came around. I wouldn't necessarily go out and see it in the theaters, but as somebody who's just again a casual guy, I would say you know it could could have been done better. But I don't don't ever blame anybody specifically. I, I think yeah, the, you were right in saying this is kind of maybe are, a group a group fail. Yeah, the actors I would say are the people least responsible for how poorly this turned out. This and and uh, as far as I'm concerned, there are some some of them here to Sonata. Joe Taslam, they both did a superb job in the, in that movie. It's not their fault that things got cut up in the editing room. Uh, they both did really excellent in that. Um, and I've made it a point to uh, to say that how, how good of a job they both did, despite the fact that the film itself turned into a mess because of other people's mistakes. Yeah. You know, uh, so well, I, I do give credit where it's due. You know. All right, my friend. Well, I think we can we can cut it there. And um, Bobby, thank you so much for joining me in this slightly impromptu version of this. And <laughs> no uh, problem. Man. I hope we it's get nice, you on. Nice talk yeah, I hope we get you on again. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice, man. We could probably schedule it on a on a weekend or whatnot. But uh, but yeah, hit me up and uh, we can do this on a on a different topic. Uh, hopefully, one that's not as negative. <laughs> if you if you want to hear Bobby passionately talk about training, uh, that is also a topic we did. <laughs> But that'll be a different topic for a different time. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, talk to you again.